Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lavender U, a community for LGBTQ plus women and femmes where we talk about all things queer media and representation. I'm Jamie Margolin, and today on the pod, we have Amber Whittington. Amber is a lesbian YouTuber who is the creator of the very well-known YouTube channel Amber's Closet. What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Amber, and today I want to talk to you guys about getting over someone slash getting through a heartbreak slash dealing with your emotions. What's up, beautiful humans? It's your girl, Amber, and today I'm about to answer all the questions that you gave me about what is lesbian sex. What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Amber, and today I want to comment on a lot of the anti-gay, homophobic, negative comments that have been floating around social media lately on certain topics that have to do with the LGBTQ community. And I just have to share- When I was a small baby gay, I would be watching Amber's Closet videos, um, all of her relationship advice, her coming out advice, her combating homophobia advice, and I would just go through YouTube binges of her videos. And back when I was in the closet and I was really scared to come to terms with who I was, when I felt like there was something deeply wrong with me as a lesbian, Ember's videos really helped me and, and I would always watch them uh, on my phone on the bus ride home from, from school, from high school. So it really means so much to have her today on the pod because this is just a full circle moment and her videos helped me feel validated, seen, and like I wasn't alone and like there was nothing wrong with me. So Amber, welcome to the pod. Yay. Oh, like... I swear that just like low-key made me teary-eyed. It makes me so happy that just me putting out my content helps people. And anyways, yeah, I, you had me all like cheesing. Oh, But I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for a full circle moment. I love it. Yes, yes. So how about you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started as a YouTuber? Yeah, um, I... Well, I would say that I started creating content because I wish that I had that content when I was growing up. But that was like the first and foremost. My sister was doing YouTube years before I was and I was like making fun of it and just didn't understand it. But then when we did a sister tag video, a lot of people could tell that we were just complete opposites. And they were like, oh, she needs to be on this platform. Like there's nobody like her. And so when I started to do research, I was like, yeah, wait, there is no one. Like who's talking about gay stuff? I mean, you know, who is, a, you know, a like person of color, lesbian? I didn't see any of that. I didn't really see any lesbians. So um, at first I wasn't sure if I was. And what, what year was this? Like roughly how old were you and like what year slash era of YouTube was this when you first decided to, to join YouTube? Yeah, like way before it got cool. My sister was doing YouTube, I think from 2010 on or 2009 on. And then I jumped into Sister Tag with her early 2012. And then I finally started putting up videos i think late 2012 i really didn't start getting into it and making real content that i would like be like okay that's a whole video until like 2013 and i think that's when the real boom of youtube started happening where people started going to it and and finding it and whatever so i after i did the sister tag video i did my own videos and i was just kind of testing the water and i just post posted a random video i was like hey i might talk about this 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 and I come back a week later, didn't look at it. And I had 1,500 subscribers. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's figure it out. So I started dro dropping random videos. And I don't think it was until like my 10th one that I started like talking about, hey, I like women just to kind of test the waters. And yeah, by the time I made a coming out video, I had only told like a very small portion of my family. So majority of them found out on the internet. And I was okay with that. 
So YouTube was your way of coming out as a lesbian, essentially, to, to the world. How, how old were you at this time? What stage in your life were you? I was in mid-20s. Yeah, I, I, mm. I came out very late. That was the thing that upset me so much that by the time I came out of the closet, I bursted out. And then I looked back, like almost frustrated and angry with myself that I took so long to come out, so worried about other people's opinions that I didn't allow myself to be me and live my life the way I wanted to. And that's really one of the main driving forces of the content I create is I want to help make someone else's journey easier than mine was. And I want them to be able mm. to know who they are and love themselves and be able to be their true authentic selves in this world earlier than I was able to. I, I relate to that on a, on a deep level in terms of wanting to create content so that others don't have to go through the pain that, that, that you felt as a, as a queer person. Nowadays, there's been definitely more of a boom of like queer content creators, queer representation. But this was 2013, 2012. This was before gay marriage was even legalized in the United States. But you you started kind of before it was quote unquote cooled, um, before there was like this big lesbian YouTuber community. Because now um, when I was like starting to come to terms with who I was, there was like a, a lot of other lesbian YouTubers that I also watched. And you were like one of one of the people that I would regularly watch. You're, you're kind of one of the, the, the OGs, like a trailblazer. What was it like? Did did you face any challenges being someone so out and proud on YouTube and being someone who talked about being a lesbian and being a, a black lesbian? Because there's also a lot of racism when it comes not just well, obviously in the world in general, but mm -hmm. also within YouTube and the and the LGBT community. So just what was that like starting to grow as a YouTuber? Yeah, I would say like for the first couple of years, it was pretty easily, like pretty easy. Um, and it was super chill. Um, I think the, the hardest part at the beginning was finding other lesbian YouTubers and realizing that they didn't care about me. Like, I'm like, hey, friend. Like, you know, thinking that we were going to be a community and that was like a hard thing is like, just like on the internet and just like on real, in real life, there are some, there's so much competition between each other and we don't work together. So that's one of the things that I really tried to change when I started to become an up, uh, up and coming, uh, lesbian influencer. And I just wanted us to be a community. So I would say the first couple of years, I got a lot of support. And then when some of my videos started going viral is when weirdos started coming. You know, and and but I was already prepared for it because I already know what the Internet is and I know that I'm very different um, versus all the other people out there. So I never really was phased by it. The only time that it really hurt me was then when I had my first Internet breakup. I literally got people stalking me and hazing me for months. And that hurt because people had this wrong idea of me and decided that I was at fault for this breakup. But other than that, right. um, I don't really care. It's mostly religious people that come for me. And really, I just think that they're mad at me because they can't live the life they want to live. Like they're probably up watching lesbian porn. And then they're just mad at me that I can actually live that real life. And they can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> like homophobes, very, very intense homophobes. They always give me very um, fruity vibes because yeah. it's like, why are you sitting there thinking about what, like who, who isn't gay is just sitting there thinking about what gay people are doing all the time. All I mean, the I time. sit there thinking about what gay people are doing all, all the time because I'm gay and I think about what I'm doing and what my people are doing. But straight people who sit there just constantly so worried about gay people at mm -hmm. all times, I'm like, 
you got something you want to say? You, exactly. you got you got something you want to tell us? They're all or they're, it's so funny. They'll be like, you have to learn to suppress your desires, like I did, or like you can't make that right. decision. I'm like, are you saying that you have desires that you've been Literally. suppressing? Oh <laughs> like, my god. <laughs> I put out this lesbian sex video the other day, right? And I was just answering questions that mostly came from straight people. But like, I was answering the questions and then that video got attacked on Facebook. And it was mm. mostly religious people praying and like saying all this stuff. But I, I caught so many of them in that desire that you're talking about. I'm like, but you watched it. You sat here and watched the video. If you can tell me timestamps of when I said what, you were not only watching, but analyzing my video. And I, I feel like that a lot about a lot of, um, I would say homophobic people that speak out because I have been very vocal in calling them out and being like, yo, you watch more gay stuff than I do. And you're so, this yeah. is what keeps you up at night. You don't think that we think that you're, you know, like uh, you have some feelings deep down inside that you're pushing down. And this is the only reason why you're so angry. Yeah. Who else would be angry? Go live your life. Why are you worried about what Who we're else doing? is just constantly thinking about – no one thinks more about gay people than homophobes Homophobic who people. are probably gay. Because exactly. it's so funny. They're so mad, but it's like why are – like they're like, you're you're hurting the children. Oh, my God. Like my kids can't see this. I'm like, then why are you spending time watching lesbian YouTubers instead of exactly. taking care of your kids? Uh, exactly. You got something you want to? You, you got something you want to tell us? One of my videos, and and one I started to realize that, and that's one thing I would love to say for anybody starting a channel: just realize that hate is going to happen, and most of these people are so unhappy with their life. And when you think about yeah. it through the way that we were just talking about, I'm more for I more so feel bad for them, you know. And so now their little hate comment, and I'm just like, oh, that poor baby. I'm gonna send some. I'm gonna send some positive energy their way. They're going through something. They don't even know who they are. Exactly. So one of the things about your channel that is so refreshing and that has helped me and so many other young lesbians and other queer people of different identities so much is that you're so open about your your personal life, your relationships, dating. Um, we queer people, I mean, maybe now like the next generation, I say next generation as if I'm not 19, maybe I'm, I'm talking like the current middle schoolers, um, like maybe they're going to grow up into a world where there's a lot more like readily available, like queer dating advice and relationship advice. But um, Lavender U is all about representation and there isn't a lot of representation at all in terms of advice for how to be in relationships when you're a woman or a non-man who loves another woman or non-binary person right. like there's no right. like that just isn't taught in health class it isn't taught in just in general like mm -hmm. sex ed dating forums anything when when people talk about you know there's all sorts of little videos and stuff about relationship advice all of that it's just we're erased and so it's when you're searching for content of searching for how do I navigate relationships? How do right. I date? It's like, okay, I, I need, wh where do I go for help? And one of the places that I went for help, you know, I would, I grew up watching Stevie Bobby. I grew up watching you and your videos really helped me a lot and really educated me about a lot because the health, the school health systems are failing. So like, how did uh, you get to a point where you were confident enough, not just talking in generalities about like, queer relationships but I'm making videos about your relationships and about um your advice like really being really personal and open with people I think bursting out of the closet and knowing who I am and just never looking back and being like I will never allow someone's opinion to 
steer me away from being who I am. Mm. And so I really found that within that, I really understood who I was. And then I felt like if I'm going to try to help anybody else through this process and maybe create things that would have helped me when I was younger, being the most authentic possible is the way to go. Um, especially on the internet during the time where I started, I started seeing a lot of people that were clearly putting up a facade of who they wanted to be. And I could see right through that. And that was the, I wanted to be the exact opposite. I wanted to feel like your, your big sister that's literally giving you all the, um, you know, advice or education that yeah. you needed. Yeah. You and do so, feel like a lesbian big sister. You were like my lesbian big sister when I was, yes. when I was in the closet, I was like, okay, what's Amber got to say? You know? Yeah. That's what I want to be. I just want to be someone where you feel comfortable. Like if you're sitting on my couch with me and I'm just like, all right, let me tell you about scissors. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, like I want people to feel comfortable with me talking about it. So I felt like showing my relationships and being open and honest was the way to go. So I wanted to show positive representation too, because at the time when I see lesbian relationships in the media, it's glorified sexually or there's something wrong with them. And like, it's just the, the theme that they were creating was not a representation of all of us or our community or the best representation. So I wanted to be something different. I wanted to have a positive relationship that was fun and funny and, and really just normalized. Cause I also wanted to start my channel to break any stereotypes that you may think. Right. And like, um, somebody might look at me and be like, Oh yeah, she's probably a rapper or such and such. And they were like, no, actually she has degrees. She used to own a business consulting company and now she's doing this. Da, da, da. So I wanted to break stereotypes in whatever way that I could. And, one of those was bringing representation and bringing, you know, um, a lesbian relationship of color to the internet and showing that, yo, we're, we're normal. We do the, we go grocery shopping just like everybody else. We like, we go through ups and downs just like everybody else. But how do we get through those things in a, in a healthier way? So like, I, I wanted to show even when we bickered or argued because I wanted to show that like, Hey, there's different ways to get through this than putting your hands on each other or, or whatever. And so that's really why I did it is like, I was like, oh, I, I want somebody to be able to see something that is relatable to them in the most authentic way possible. And as one of the people who, who took in your content and, and has watched your videos almost religiously since like freshman year of high school, that content really helped me because, um, because it's just, when when you think about two women in love, um, in terms of, and things are slowly changing, uh, but it, just historically, it's either shown in two ways. Either the word lesbian is just thought of as like a porn search term. Like we're not seen as people. We're just seen as like hypersexualized, just there for the male gaze, like a fetish object of just like and – and that also is really harmful because then when we try to get representation in like children's media or other things, they're like, oh, that's so inappropriate because we've right. been framed as inherently sexual when we're just like normal people. And your your videos on YouTube where you have the freedom to to create the content that you want to make, they really helped show that there's not just one way to be queer. There's not just one way to be a lesbian. And they 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 helped a lot of people and they are helping a lot of people. Being someone who creates that that type of content and content that is shining light and bringing representation to communities that don't often get a lot of representation how have things been in terms of the community on YouTube within other queer people? You said before that you felt like there was a lot of competition and because I feel like this is this is the case for so many marginalized communities in general where there's so much pressure to exceed that that we're kind of 
pitted against each other as competition mm-hmm. because there's this view that only a couple of us like there's right. there's only room there's for only tokens. One lesbian. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. is that competitive spirit still there or is there more of a community? I think it's it's always going to be there for a while just because of exactly like what you were saying how how society is set up, you know, and 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 the fact that it's not open to everyone with races and religions and backgrounds, sexual orientations, like it should be. And so because of that, I think that everybody's going to feel like, oh, I got to be that one lesbian. Uh, so I don't want to like all the other lesbians because I got to push harder or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that there's always going to be some of that until we really get a grip on it. But um, I tried to be the person that is the connector and I'm going to be that forever. And I'm just trying to also encourage others to do the same. So I really wanted to go hard by uh, on YouTube and collab with as many other queer creators as possible, or just allow the audience to see us even just hanging together. But I did also want to create a lot of content where you saw other queer, queer creators working together and, and supporting each other and loving each other. Um, and, and not in a competitive way. So I try to do that as much as possible, but listen, it's still a problem out here. So I, I, even with these youngins in LA, um, I try to be, I'm like, I'm, I'm almost at auntie level, but I'm, I'm still an older sister right now. Right. (laughs) But like, so the aunties in, in the lesbian community, when I was out here in LA did not support me at all, whether I was doing parties or just my YouTube. So I was like, all right, when I get to that, I'm going to bring us together. I want the youngins that party to understand and respect each other. So that's what I'm even doing in LA. Um, and but like behind the scenes, but it's hard because I think everyone still has that survival mindset of being like, oh, I can be the only one doing a lesbian party. Like I can only be the, the only lesbian representation for this brand or whatever. So I don't know. I think if we just understand ourselves more and then share more love, then we can kind of kill some of that competition. Totally. Um, and talking a little bit more about that. So, so far, we've just talked about you and your experiences as a YouTuber. But often what happens is when YouTubers get big, as your channel has, um, there are opportunities that open up to branch out into other things. What are some of the other spaces that you're creating community and representation for queer people, especially queer people of color in, in different things that you're organizing and working on? Ooh, gosh, okay, where to start? Um, I have been working with the LGBT Center in Los Angeles for a long time. And with that, that comes with um, hosting different events where we're raising money or we're just bringing community together or as a mentor. Uh, Stevie and I both did that. And um, I am also on the board of Lambda Legal, which is the Human Rights Association of, of Lawyers that fight for equality, specifically for LGBTQ equality. So that case that you were talking about of get, being able to get married with Lambda Legal, I'm also on the board of that. Um, I work with a lot of organizations for homeless, the homelessness in LA. And, and then I also used to host a queer party once a week to create space. Um, I travel around and do that as well. Um, I host a lot of different things. I don't know. It's so hard. I'm like, oh my God, do you have, should I write a list? Um, I try to be a part of as much as possible because I feel blessed to be able to have that opportunity. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I don't, 
I don't always see a lot of other people doing it. So I'm like, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this because I just want to do my part um, and be impactful in a positive way for our community. So whatever I can do, I'm like trying to jump in there and do it. That's amazing. I mean, hopefully when things open up back in with COVID, if you're hosting any of these um, events or parties or meet and greets or get togethers, I definitely love to come because there's also a lack of, you know, we talk about lack of representation in the media and on YouTube and on screen, which you're also combating with all of the wonderful content that you're making. But also in terms of spaces where queer people can meet each other and fall in love and find community like for me there aren't a lot of spaces where I feel like I can go and meet people like me outside of the internet and like um there aren't a lot of spaces where lesbians and queer women especially can have like our own space our own um parties our own hangouts our own get-togethers and I think it's really valuable that you're bringing that to that that you're bringing that to life because there's not a lot of places for us to go yeah no those are that's like in the what I'm thinking about for the future there's not there's not a lot of the space that you're talking about so we do have a lot of work to do here in LA a lot of times when I travel outside of LA and I go to these small towns they actually have those spaces because it's much more necessary because they feel like it is unsafe for them to go to certain places Um, so that's something that we're working on but um, I think we need to bring more of those spaces and then I always tell people if they're doing anything, I want to support, tell people, whatever, use my platform in whatever way that I can. Right now, I feel like with what I'm able to do is uh, we had my friend Whitney and I, she was on the real L word, by the way. She was on the reality version. Um, Her and I were able to do that, uh, the girl party that we did on Santa Monica Boulevard, which we became the only girl party on the main boulevard in West Hollywood and the only one with hip hop that that's and that just we just started that what a year and a half ago so that tells you how far behind even West Hollywood is in in LA if only they only offered it to her and I because they knew who we were who we were so that tells you the struggles and the obstacles that um, people are having to create these spaces in gay areas so we just gotta you know do more and kind of I don't know. I just want to encourage everybody to like, yeah, start that business, start that bar, start that night, start that event, create that space for people because it's so needed. It is so absolutely needed, especially because I feel like a lot of times when people think of gay spaces, it's usually always catered towards um, cis gay white men. And then everyone else is left behind. All of um, women, non-binary people, trans Mm -hmm. folks, especially queer people of color, um, that is, is it all is secondary because misogyny and racism it it doesn't right it's not exempt from the lgbt community it's very much also present and so when we fight like when people are like oh there's already this gay thing but it's like for gay white men and it's like okay well what about women what about trans people what about people of color um so i really that's why i really love and appreciate the work that you do um so I went on your Twitter and I saw that your pinned tweet as of March 2nd is that your biggest goal this year is to stop holding back your own potential. And I thought that mm-hmm. was really interesting. And like, what do you mean by that? And and, and what advice do you have for, for others, especially other queer people who maybe want to do what you do, but might be holding back their own potential? Yeah. I mean, that means a lot of different things, but I feel like the one that jumps in my mind right away um, is that I, as a Virgo or just a lover or whoever, have always put other people before myself. And in this last two years, like really being, I've been single for like two and a half years now, 
So really in that time, I have really tried to emphasize taking care of me and like choosing myself and being self selfish in a way of choosing me before others because I've always put others before myself. So within that, because, well, within that me putting others ahead of myself, I was always choosing me last. So I was never moving ahead like I needed to move. And one of the lessons that I had to learn is like, I have to take care of self before I take care of others or I have nothing to give. And so that was one of the, the major things too. And so when I'm giving to others so often and not putting that back into myself, I'm not moving ahead to where I want to be to be able to even help in the way that I would want to. And so I need to stop putting others before myself. I need to stop, um, you know, what's what's a pro procrastinating on things. And I need to just yes, really yes. do shit, you know, like actually be more active. And I think the biggest thing is I had to become my own motivation. When I'm, since I've been such a relationship person, I, one of the, my downfalls, I would say, it was a pro and con, is my, my relationship was my motivation. I want to do good for my, my girlfriend. I want to do good for us. I want to make her happy. I want to be able to afford this and take her here, whatever. And that was my motivation. So getting out of a relationship, I had to shift change and be like, and find motivation for myself. And yeah, uh, that was, that was hard, but, um, I'm, I'm learning it and I'm going through that process and I'm sharing that with everybody. So yeah, I cannot hold back my potential any longer. If I'm going to make the impact I want to make, if I want to help others the way I want to help others, then I, I got to do better. I love that. Definitely. I'm going to, I'm going to go by that, um, that tweet of yours as well. Definitely. Lastly, are there any other, um, creators that you want to shout out of like queer content creators especially queer content creators of color on youtube or other social media creators um that you think that people listening to this podcast who now they've heard about you obviously now but uh who else should people be following and subscribing to for for videos and representation yeah absolutely well on youtube i do feel like i'm a little behind on some of the newbies um so the creators that i have been Creating content are obviously easy and Natalie, um, Stevie, my other friend Stevie, Cherie, and then uh, obviously Stevie, Bobby, and then we have Krissa and her wife Alexis that are creating content. They're newer to, they're huge on tip, TikTok, but newer to YouTube, which are really awesome because you get to see a wife dynamic. Um, also, I think the channel is um, my wife and kids, but it is the muses. It's my friend. Friends, the muses, they are awesome. They are, they've been together for, they're married. They've been together for a long time and they have two kids in their teens. And it's really awesome to see them and how they go about that. Um, my friend, Whitney Mixter, uh, you got to follow her. She's from the real L word and she's my business partner. She is a masculine woman that had a baby by herself. And I think that that in itself is so powerful. Um, shatters like so many different stereotypes of masculine women um, embracing their femininity to even think about pregnancy, think that they can even do it. And the fact that she not only did that and knocked it out and did it by herself. And I am so obsessed with this little boy. He's my nephew. His name is Mecca. So just um, seeing women do their boss, shit, you know what I'm saying? And do it without it being about their sexuality is just so inspiring to me. So I'm literally inspired by all of my friends. And that's why I try to surround myself with 
all these amazing humans with great energy, putting, being so impactful and intentional with however they're showing up in the world. And yeah, so watch them all, support them all, because we, we need to do this for each other more so that we can uplift each other. And then so we can see that, hey, we're not competition. We're actually, there's space for all of us and all of us do do this differently. We show up in the world differently. And, and so if we look at each other like that instead of competition, I think that we'll embrace each other more and be more impactful as a community, whether that's just ed- through education or loving each other or breaking stereotypes for everybody else. So all these other straight people would just be like, oh, okay, yeah, they're just like me. Um, yeah. Not that we need to do that, but it's just part of the process, I think. It's just part of this journey that we have uh, by being more accepted, um, LGBTQ community in general. That is so powerful. I think that's a perfect place to end. Thank you so much. Do you have any last words of wisdom or advice or anything else you want to say to our listeners before we say goodbye? No, I just want to tell people, listen, I love you. I'm your big sis. I'm here. I'm in your corner. I've probably gone through stuff. And if you're going through things, you're not alone. Um, but really just embrace that journey, no matter how hard it is to really just like come into who you are and loving yourself, being confident. Don't be afraid to show up in the world um, how you feel comfortable, you know? So yeah, and so I always leave every video with just saying, um, stay amazing and stay proud and stay woke. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, don't let anybody take that from you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amber, for joining us. And thank you for helping me through so much and helping a whole generation of queer girls and femmes through so much. We really appreciate it. No, I really appreciate y'all too. Like literally, I almost cry every time, even though you guys make me feel old. I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and I'm like, I watched you middle school and high school. And I'm like, ooh, that was so good. It hit my heart, but at the same time, I feel old as shit now. But anyways, uh, <laughs> You're not no, old. I love y'all so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm so glad I could just be any, like one voice out of many for you to help you through whatever. And y'all are the ones that inspire me to, to keep going. So thank you as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lavender U. Our show is produced by Goal 17 Foundation, and our theme song is Love Line by the one and only Zolita. We release new episodes every other Thursday, so make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And follow us on social media too. We are at Lavender U Pod. That's Y-O-U on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're a queer person out there who's just feeling alone or sad or anxious or like no one in the world understands what it's like, know that you are not alone. This community was made for you. If you ever need to reach out to talk to a fellow queer person about anything and feel community and that you're not alone, Know that Lavender U is a community of people who love and accept you. We're glad you're here, and our DMs on social media are always open if you need to talk. Send us a message anytime. We are here for you. See you next episode, and until then, long live the gays! <laughs>